welcome to the Word Warren. We're going to talk about mystery books today. I'm I'm excited yeah, to hear what you have to say about mystery <laughs> books. Honestly, I have not read a ton of mystery <laughs> books, but it was fun doing the research on this one. So, a mystery novel basically means that there's some element of the plot that is like unknown to the reader, and usually it involves the person who commits a crime. So most of the time, the mystery novel focuses on finding out the perpetrator of whatever crime happened at the beginning of the book. Typical mystery like plot is starts out with a murder and then (laughs) (laughs) and then there's all these people who are suspects and it it ends with like narrowing it down until you find the the perpetrator. And that's the end of the book, usually Mm -hmm. like the basic outline of a, a mystery novel. I while I was doing the the research, I also came across a couple of like other genres that they tie in to mystery, but are technically considered a separate genre, which is weird. And because they are so to- so closely tied, but still, most of the articles that I found said that they were separate. So, like a <laughs> mystery novel and a crime novel are considered two separate genres that's a big problem that i have mm-hmm. is is am i because i read a lot of like anti-hero detective stuff mm-hmm. and it's are they mystery are they crime are they action are they thriller right yeah. and like i went through like the books i read that i thought would be mystery mm-hmm. and you look them up and like on ingram right mm-hmm. they'll have four different tags right and so one of them's mystery but the other one's thriller the other one's crime and like mm-hmm. what yeah because yeah. every every crime book every detective novel Starts with the murder, right? right? And then they mm-hmm. work through who's the bad guy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're technically considered separate. Technically, they're considered separate. The biggest difference I found, like when I was looking it up, is that a crime novel, most of the time, you know who the perpetrator is at the beginning, and it's about bringing that person to justice. Hmm. Do you read a lot of? I don't read a lot of books where that's where that's the case. I, I have not. I have not. Ah, okay. Yeah, I mean, so, I've never, like, they're like, and then Jimmy killed this guy. You know, that's mm-hmm. the start of the book. Like, mm-hmm. what? I, I would stop well, there, I think. There, there are some mm-hmm. crime novels where the reader gets to be present for the murder in the beginning of the book. And mm-hmm. so the reader is given insight that the rest of the characters don't have. They might not know the name of the character, but they have, right. like, a description of this guy who murders this person and then they get to spend the rest of the book watching the other characters develop the theory on who did what. Yeah. Who done it? You know, I read books like that though. And Mm -hmm. you get like a general description Mm -hmm. or a just enough of a description for it to be five people, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, and like the, the Reacher books and I think it's the Prey series, John Sanford. Yes, uh, okay, Lucas, yeah. Lucas mm-hmm. Davenport. Right. They show you like they skip over to the perspective of the bad guy. Right. But they don't tell you who it is. Mm-hmm. And they just they give you little clues and they build. It's interesting. It's- yeah. Yeah. So I think that that is why they're considered a crime novel is because you see from the perspective of the because like most mystery novels don't. There's it's always from the perspective of whoever is investigating mm-hmm. the thing. And, and so there's you like, come into after the murder has already been committed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. A crime novel is more the duality of good versus evil, bringing the person to justice. Okay. Versus just discovering who did it. Interesting. I still, I think vague, that line is it's super a, it's gray. It's very style. gray. Yeah. Yeah. I, because I, I read a lot of, like, I went through the books and the ones I have listed that I looked up mm-hmm. and were mystery first tagged. They, they kind of work both ways. Right. Either yeah. way. They, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's very nebulous. It, it is. I don't, it's, I don't like most, it. <laughs> 
basically most of the genres we've discussed so far. Everything's yeah. very nebulous. <laughs> mystery is one, though, that I think I read. So it's weird. Like, I feel like I mostly read mystery, but mm-hmm. I don't read mystery at all. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Right? Like, I because I read the, the, the books I'll, I'll name off are pretty... Uh, modern series they're pretty mm-hmm. action-packed and not everybody I, we've had discussions about right, some of the yeah. books right where i know they're a mystery mm-hmm. because they're investigating mystery but they're solving crimes through like action and right, you know yeah. adventure mm-hmm. and so some people wouldn't consider them mystery but it, it is mystery i don't know who the killer is until the end right, right yeah and yeah. then and then there's a final showdown and mm-hmm. but also like hard-boiled mysteries like and the old mysteries mm-hmm. i stay away from all mm-hmm. the way okay and this is like this is me admitting something. <laughs> I don't feel like I pay enough attention when I read to read a an actual like technical mystery. Gotcha. I worry that I'm gonna like you know be thinking about something else because I drift mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. And I and I don't feel like I need to memorize every word in every book mm-hmm. I read. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I bomb through them because I just right. love reading, right? Yeah. And I just you know you run through a book <laughs> in, in a few hours, you're mm-hmm. not gonna see every detail. Right. You're gonna be skipping words, you know, just. So I don't feel like I pay enough attention to read like Agatha Christie or any of that stuff you're supposed to. I I feel like that's why the the few mystery books that I do read are like the dime store novel mysteries, Mm -hmm. like the really, really short, just serialized mystery stories. Yeah. So you don't have a chance to really wander too much because it's like so packed in every page. It's like, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Oh, my God. He's the bad guy. (laughs) Did you worry about that, too? Do you guys ever worry that like you don't pay enough attention? You'll miss a detail. You'll miss the clue that would clue you into what was happening. I always get confused when I read big mystery books. Like like at the end, they'll be like, this is how I knew it was you all along. And I'm like, when did you get that piece of information? Yeah. When did we discover? And I'll, I'll even go back and you'll find it in a sentence right like yeah. oh they did mention the pie but, you know <laughs> but that's what i think is like so good about a lot of mystery writers is mm-hmm. they put these really like they almost seem like asinine little details into things that they then tie back to mm-hmm. and, and they're like oh yes and there was a cork sitting out on the counter and mm-hmm. you're like okay that's a weird detail to, for you to have put in like yeah. clearly they were drinking champagne because there was a cork on the counter and then at the end of the book they're like Oh, well, I noticed that that cork wasn't removed by a corkscrew, so it was clearly planted to make it seem like you had been drinking champagne that night. Like, like that. And Mr. Joffrey is a cork farmer, so he's obviously. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That cork was bought at a craft store, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The age on the stamp is, yeah, it didn't match the age on the label because it's, you know. And I don't, I I don't know if I pay enough attention to grab that. Right, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it, it, so it's got to be a hard balance of, like, foreshadowing the right way, but not burying the details. I almost like the more silly like not like they're still kind of serious but they're a little more humorous mystery books Mm -hmm. where the aha gotcha moments are like front paged the character (laughs) is very much like there's the glue look look at this clue that i have found look at this clue this is the clue that is going to open the case that i've been trying to solve this entire time and you're like aha I see this clue with you, sir. Thank you. Yes. That's that reminds me of like Nancy Drew and, yeah. and you know what's funny? I didn't write any of that down, but Nancy Drew, Boxcar mm-hmm. Children, mm-hmm. you know, those are those are really aha gotcha. I like Sherlock yeah. Holmes a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like I do. I like that. The Sherlock Holmes is like my favorite of the mystery genre. See, so let's talk about that. Because that's a I the first Sherlock Holmes I know pretty well. And you know who the bad guy is. Oh yeah, real right away. Oh yeah, right. Like it, it doesn't take long to know who the bad guy is, and mm-hmm. it's 
it's crazy who the bad guy is in the first Sherlock Holmes, right? It's Brigham Young. Yeah. Which I is, don't think I've read the first one. Which oh. one is this first one? Spoiler alert. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> These, these books have only been published for like how long? <laughs> no, but I was waiting. I, I'm going to wait one more hundred years. One more hundred years. <laughs> so would you so call I've read a Sherlock... couple of Sherlock Holmes, but not all of them. So I don't know which one was technically the first one. I always start at the beginning. I think it's a study in Scarlet. Yeah, um, I think a study in Scarlet is the first. Yeah. That's where he meets Watson. The first, the first one I ever picked up was, you know, it was actually right. in middle school and I got it from the library and it was Valley of Fear. Okay. So that's the only one I, I, I remember clearly reading. I feel like I've read it. But yeah, Sherlock but like, Holmes is, I think, a good example of of knowing from the beginning. But that wouldn't technically be a mystery then, yeah, under our be, definition. It would be crime. Right. Yeah, so Sherlock Holmes would be crime. Technically, it would be technically crime. would be crime. Mm. Mm. That makes me feel weird. That makes me feel really weird too. It does. <laughs> but it's like, but Sherlock Holmes does this great thing of like mixing. They they dangle paranormal in front of you and then go, no, just kidding. It was science the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> And I always loved that as a kid because I was like, oh, ghost dogs? Oh, it was just phosphorus in their eyes. And then, uh, you know, they Scooby-Doo'd you. They yeah. Scooby- I, yeah, I think that's why I like Scooby-Doo so much. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to like Scooby-Doo. I just, there's... So then I'm going to ask a question because, like, you know, I did the research on this. I have not read a ton of mystery or crime novels. Mm-hmm. So would the main difference then be that in a mystery novel, you're sort of given clues along the way with the investigator versus like a crime novel where it's just like, here's who it is. And I think so. Like, like I think. And then we have to bring them to justice. I think the part of the mystery novel is trying to find the proof. And I think part of the fun of mystery novels, mm-hmm. if you have the attention span to read them, is reading what the detective is seeing and and trying to piece it together yourself, yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. because i know a lot of people who read mystery novels who are super excited when they're like and i was right i figured out who yeah. it was like right. well, okay. the ending didn't surprise me because i i looked I up all it, the clues <laughs> and i did all this stuff whereas whereas crime novels are very much you're like okay we have a, a pretty good idea of what happened mm-hmm. and we have a, a decent suspect pool mm-hmm. because mystery novels a lot of times flip it on you a lot mm-hmm. of times you're like it's this guy and then at the end they're like haha just kidding yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it was this guy it was the butler all along it's it always the butler. All day. <laughs> Where, whereas crime novels it's like okay well it could be any of these three people and we're gonna find out who it was by clues and evidence and i don't know yeah. i'm still i still am so gray on this i i, I think yeah. it is a very very worse. gray yeah i think so yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know mm-hmm. like mysteries to me like i feel like mystery is audience participation whereas crime yeah. just along for the ride yeah solve along gotcha. right like yeah. solve with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but some of the book i don't know i i don't yeah. because i looked up these books <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, like I want to choose your own adventure mystery novel where what you choose changes who the bad guy is, mm-hmm. or, or changes if you win or lose the case. Oh, would, that would be right. Too. Right, yeah. if they go free or not. You be, you accuse yeah. the wrong person, and like then the murders keep happening. Yeah, you face you face sanctions, <laughs> right? right? right. <laughs> the department, you get Ooh. written up. <laughs> And the murderer walks free. <laughs> As Sherlock directs traffic. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think when we get into recommendations, we can talk more. I think it'll like. Yeah. yeah. Or what we're reading. Um, yeah. 
It'll give like, us something to more clue. Because I'm that's what I'm not. I'm not bringing up the things that I've read because mm-hmm. they're on my recommendation list. Right. And I don't want to use those as points, but yeah, maybe yeah. we should do that, and I then so. we can talk we can about talk like about how that. the books are different. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do a little brief history thing because oh yeah, actually mystery is a a fairly new genre of fiction compared to others. Yeah, it's a, it was like a running joke to bring up Edgar Allan Poe every episode. Yeah. Technically, he was one of the very first mystery writers. Oh, now he's mystery too. Yeah. Oh, great. He's Edgar Allan Poe. The Swiss Army knife of <laughs> crappy writing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, Edgar Allan Poe. Wow. So, and so the articles that I read, it, it basically posits the theory that I guess or that mysteries didn't really become a thing until like the early 19th century because before that we never really had a a police force policing is like fairly new I know we used to have like guards like in city watch and stuff like that or whatever but we never really had a functioning like investigative thing to solve yeah, like because the, the actual police force is related to like uh, like our police force, our modern mm-hmm. police force is related to slavery, right? I, like that's where <laughs> it, it started as hardcore. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah I, that, we had a police force before, but then it got incorporated into the the slave catchers during all of that stuff and everything. Okay, that's interesting. I never, I never would have thought that. I thought mystery was an enduring, right, you know, yeah. the first caveman was trying to solve who stole his wheel or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, where did my fire go? Well, I, I think <laughs> I'll figure it out. There is quote mystery esque things in a lot of folklore and like right. you know legends and lore about like who did this and who did that. But is there? Because I, I don't, I can't, I can't recall any now that I'm thinking about it. I can't think of any old. Like mystery epics, or well, I, there's there's a lot of like they're not necessarily mystery in the way that we think about mystery, where it's oh, who did it and solve the crime with this person, but like I don't remember names going off in search of a stolen artifact or uh, looking for it's the always person. Indiana Jones. It's always Indiana Jones. It's always Indiana <laughs> Jones. Yeah, or even just like trying to explain something that happened. When they don't have all the facts, so they yeah. make up like this creature did it or something. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah, because there wasn't any like, but not like crime solving. But not like crime. Yeah, not, not like crime solving. Just like, oh, this person is missing this thing, and they have to go on a quest to find it mm-hmm. because it was stolen by the gods, or somebody stole something from the gods, or mm-hmm. you know, all of this stuff. Huh. The stealing of fire from Mount Olympus would sure. technically be kind of an old school mystery right, because right. they had to figure out which mortal stole the fire so they could punish him. Right. Hmm. Right. Interesting. This is that's so weird. Mystery is a lot more complicated than I thought it was going to be. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think until we actually had a real like setup of a police force, right? Mm. Like, because yeah. and there were actually like procedures for like investigating of crime and finding clues and picking yeah. out whatever because it was because like. before then like before there was actually a a, a law enforcement mm-hmm. agency mm-hmm. it was mostly more like city watch and yeah, town yeah. guards and yeah. the militia yeah. it wasn't actually solving any it was kind either of they crime. caught the guy mm. like re- doing it or soon after or it just never got solved because yeah. there was no investigative way to like find somebody after and if, but, you, if you think more about it right like at some point being a person who solved mysteries had to be something to aspire to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so, because that's what you're doing. You want to be the guy who solves the mystery. Right. You want to be the person who knew the clues. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, right, it in the collective mind of us, mm-hmm. that had to have been raised to a hero status, right? Right, right. And, and that had, I, I always just thought that that's how it was forever. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, without the structure, without Mm -hmm. that being a position, without that position garnering, Mm -hmm. you know, accolades or awards or love Mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you're getting for being the mystery solver. Mm -hmm. Like, without all of those mechanisms, it's not something that you'd want to be. Right. And so they wouldn't write books about it because Mm -hmm. nobody knows that that's a thing that you want to be or it's good because Mm -hmm. we haven't made it good yet. Right, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a lot to think about. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And so Mm -hmm. when did that start? One of the first, like, earliest that would be considered, like, a a mystery was, it's called Das Fraulein von Schuter Mm -hmm. um, in 1819. Hmm. Um, Obviously French. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it doesn't say Das Fraulein. That sounds like... The the woman, the woman... Either the woman was shot, or the woman did the shooting, did the shooting, or something, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, is that, is that German? Or is German. That? Yeah, yeah. 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 Frau Line is German. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Justin was just messing with you. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I have no idea. <laughs> I just that's oh, it would make sense too. Like the because German is like a technical culture, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very detail oriented, and I, I that would be a culture you would think that being someone who could put the details, the minute details mm-hmm. together would be something to aspire to. So right. that's interesting. Yeah. It ties into my little theory of does, nonsense yeah. that all the viewers, the ear viewers, the are ear going viewers. to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Ear viewers forever. It's back. <laughs> that particular fiction was a great influence to Edgar Allan Poe, who wrote The Murders in the Rue Morgue, which is a, kind of the first locked room mystery also, like because it was... Lock room? Locked room. Locked room. Locked yeah. room. That's the one of the people in here is the murderer. Yeah. yeah. Or they couldn't figure out how you would get like, like oh. the body is found like, inside of a locked room. This man was stabbed and there's no windows and only oh. one door and the one I door was, was locked. From and the inside. From the inside. <laughs> this door only locks from the inside. I don't think I've ever like read a locked room murder story. They're really interesting. They probably too many details for me. And I'd, There's so probably, many details. I'd be all drifty and <laughs> so many I'd be trying to like read through and when's the fight scene? And <laughs> there's not a fight scene because he died in a room by himself. Because he died by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, and then, uh, obviously, late 1900s, so 1887, that was in Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> Arthur mm-hmm. Conan Doyle. Sherlock guy. <laughs> Sherlock guy. Sherlock Holmes came to be. Came Which to is be. what he didn't want to be remembered as, I found out recently. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think Aaron said that it, mm. he one of his quotes was, if all I'm remembered for is Sherlock Holmes, then I've failed. Oh. And so I vowed oh, to read some of his non-Sherlock sorry, Holmes books. Sorry, Arthur. Sorry. <laughs> I, there was a lot. Like I, I, I guess he tried to kill off Sherlock, and the Queen got mad about it. Oh, yeah, right. It was like a real thing. <laughs> I just, that's yeah, a lot. I, I think that the that like having Moriarty kill him was like his out. Like yeah. that was where he was going with it. He right. was like, "Ha ha, I'm going to kill Sherlock off." Ha ha, and the Queen was like, mm, "No, no, yeah, fix it." <laughs> Excuse me, Governor. <laughs> Can you just? Could you just imagine being summoned by the Queen of England for her to yell at you about your book? Yeah. Well, and not like any any bare bones. She's telling you you were wrong for what you did with your art. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like, now, what you did was wrong. I know you created it. I know it's all yours in your head. But it was wrong. Do it different. So like like the queen is the ultimate like fan fiction person. Right. Yeah. But she has all the power. She has all the power. She, she so so like to. instead of writing her own yeah. alternate universe of the story, she can just be like, Hey, you do it. Fix it. Yeah. yeah. I don't like how 
I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. <laughs> right? Right? Right. Mm. right. You see those shackles over there? Yeah. All right. I will throw you into the Tower of London. <laughs> to the door to your left is shackles. To the door to your right is a pen and some paper. You choose. <laughs> your choice. <laughs> the mystery of where Sherlock's going to go. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Queen, though. I'm glad she did what she did. So. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry, Arthur, but I really like your book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really but like Sherlock. I did vow to read some of his other books, though. So okay. there's that. I'm going to at least yeah, hold I'll that to, in. I'll have to find some of his other stuff that isn't Sherlock. Yeah, he did some, like, paranormal stuff, mm-hmm. oh, right? Okay. Okay. I think there's a book with dinosaurs in it. Cool. Cool. That sounds right. Wait, did, but... did he do? He did The Lost World, right? The Lost World was, was wasn't that him? Was it? I don't know. I don't no. think so. I think that was, wasn't that Jules Verne? Yeah, no. Dude, okay. How do we not know? We do a book podcast. Oh my gosh. We have failed. We have failed. failed miserably. Someone look it up and we'll cut this part out. <laughs> exactly. No, oh, yes, I was right. It was Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. He, he did Lost World. He did the Lost oh, wow. World. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. So, and they were dinosaurs, right? And they were dinosaurs. So yeah. I was right first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there you go. The Lost World. That was actually really good. I, I have read that one. Have I you? read The Lost World. Yeah. And it was actually really good because um, it's like instead of like, because it's it's similar, I guess, to the journey to the center of the earth because of all the weird creatures and stuff. But it's like a plateau in South America. Okay, that just nobody has ever been able to get to. There's a. Yeah, uh, it was really. It was a good one. There's a uh, like Indiana Jones book journey, just like that but... too, where oh, yeah. there's a plateau in like South America or something oh, where okay. there's dinosaur eggs and stuff. Well, yeah. and, and Indiana Jones takes a lot from classic literature and spins yeah which is super fun which is why it's such a fun series yeah. i love the show or i love the indiana jones series yeah. so so good so fun and everybody who thinks that the crystal skull was nonsense has not read the books has not read the books it's it definitely also, part of the canon you, if you watch all of the movies in a marathon it's exactly it's it's the exactly it's perfectly if you've ever watched the temple of doom <laughs> <laughs> the, the crystal skull is exactly on point oh, for yeah. Indiana yeah. Jones. Everybody seems to have like because there was such a wide gap. Everybody seems to have this like nostalgic look about how fun I think and whatever it was, and then Crystal Skull is garbage. And I, I was like I watch think them it, all in a row, and it there's yeah. no change in quality or content. I think <laughs> it was because for the others it was like <laughs> magic and historic artifacts, mm. and then the Crystal Skull was like aliens. <laughs> question mark and everyone was like no it's supposed to be history stuff and i'm like "Mm, nope it's not though it sounds like they drew the line of magic be like okay magic's real and that's fine aliens is nonsense get that garbage out of here what (laughs) why is that how do you draw a line there i mean i don't our alien books go right with our magic books fyi (laughs) that's the same section guys A guy's face got melted off by the Ark of the Covenant. I don't feel like aliens are out of the realm of possibility. How do we know that's not alien magic, right? Right. No, it could be alien magic. Alien magic. It's all alien magic from now on. It all comes back to the aliens. (laughs) Plot twist. Indiana Jones has been a sci-fi book this whole time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Indiana Jones is a sci-fi book. Right? Because, like, we have the fi. Right? Yeah. Sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fantasy sci-fi. Because fantasy magic, right? That's true. true. So it's... Indiana Jones is fantasy and science fiction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I like it. I like it. I'm a I'm a fantasy reader. I mean, are you? <laughs> I mean, archaeology is technically science. Oh my goodness! It is right. They claimed that. Remember, they claimed all the hard sciences and, and all the soft, soft sciences. <laughs> and then face melting magic and ripping yep. a man's heart out of his chest while it's still beating. Definitely magic. Definitely mm-hmm. magic. Alien space. We're not talking about this. We're talking about mystery books. <laughs> oh, no, no. We can tie it in, though, because there are mysteries in the there Indiana are. Jones books. There are. He He's does done. solve mysteries. So it's mystery, of... thriller, action, sci-fi, fantasy. And... Yeah. Oh, okay. Adventure. Indie. All right. It's at all. Yeah. It's it's everything. It's the perfect novel. Yeah. It is the <laughs> cake <laughs> and eating it. No, no matter. <laughs> and, and a little bit of horror in some of them. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So so Indiana Jones is the book that you should recommend to anyone for any genre. That's yeah. what we're saying. Exactly. Like any mm-hmm. genre you want to get into, pick an Indiana Jones book and get into any, it. Get into it. Yeah. It's movie tie-in, right? It's a movie tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> There's graphic novels about it. There are. There are. I have a piece mm-hmm. of Indiana Jones graphic novel art at my house. Nice. It is a whole thing. There you go. There you go. It is <laughs> all things are Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones is all things. <laughs> This is how cults start, (laughs) right? (laughs) I'm here for the cult stuff. (laughs) As long as I get a hat. So I'm just going to talk about a couple of the subgenres of mystery, and then we can get into recommendations. Okay. So, hard-boiled detective stories. Those are those would be a subgenre. They usually have a guy who's kind of the the main protagonist is usually like over it, or he's bitter, like maybe he's no longer a detective for some reason, or he still is a detective, but it's the guy that's like, like, I'm too old for this shit. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That guy is usually the main character. Anti-hero-y stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's got the the gnarled looking face with the like Mm -hmm. smokes a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Talks Mm -hmm. about calls ladies broads. Right. Exactly. Wakes up hungover every day. (laughs) Every room is dim and everything is burgundy. There's a constant yes. wind and the wind smells like rain. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. exactly. And the rain <laughs> smells like violence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. I love it. Violence. Yes. Yeah, wind's very... Um, that um, Cuckoo's Calling did a good job of oh, okay. um, redoing some of that, like, old noir. Noir, I think, would be a great yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. aesthetic for that. Yeah. yeah. That one. And that one's usually grittier with more graphic violence in mm-hmm. it than, than some like because then the opposite of that would be like a cozy mystery i've never read a cozy mystery those are my to. favorite yeah. mysteries those are my favorite i heard those are like the comfort food of books right yeah they are mm-hmm. yeah yeah i want that yeah. so those ones usually have it, they still start with a crime just like anything and mostly mm. they're murders but the murders are usually non-violent it's usually like a poisoning or something like that you know I would, I would call poisoning violent I mean I mean, but like not like you're kind of starting to worry me Sarah. I mean <laughs> it's, it's not it was like non-violent. I just it was mean just not as it's, it's not like graphic. a brutal graphic exactly. bloody yeah. murder you're not, you're not finding body parts hanging from chandeliers right. you're not walking into a room full of blood or something like that it's usually a room like, full of blood yeah. and body parts on chandeliers <laughs> yes that is where that's, that's not... where violence starts for you guys yeah yeah. That's that's yes. your baseline for violence. All right. Yes. All right. Cool. Yeah. yeah anything, anything lower. I'm not closing the store with you guys ever. <laughs> anything lower than that is a cozy mystery. A cozy oh, fantastic. Okay. Okay. Got it. So they usually just don't go into a lot of graphic detail about the crime itself or, or whatever. And it's usually a an amateur detective. It's okay. Usually, it's never like a police detective or something. It's usually like 
she owns a bake shop and also solves crimes, you know. She, the they, they have a passion for mystery, exactly. but no practical knowledge. No practical knowledge at all, yeah. Interesting. So, okay. She, she likes yeah. solving Sudoku puzzles, so she's has a really sharp analytical <laughs> exactly. mind. I like it. That's, yeah, that's yeah perfect. Mystery. That's perfect. a cozy mystery. And it's usually like in a small town where stuff like this doesn't happen. You know? Oh, so Murder, yeah. She Wrote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Murder, Yay. She Wrote. There you go. Except mm-hmm. except then they serialize it. And so, like, it's a small town where stuff like this just doesn't happen. But then it just it keeps happens happening. all the time. All so, the time. Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I love Murder, She Wrote. I don't know if you guys know that. It is a thing we watch okay. at home. For, oh, like, comfort nice. food for okay. TV. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, and it was originally a book series. Yeah. yeah. And the book series is... And I believe they are co- considered cozy mysteries. Are they? Or, they are or... one of the examples on, on the cozy mystery. I love that the in the Murder, She Wrote, book series the books are written by angela lansbury right yeah that makes that's amazing <laughs> for me it's, and the tv yeah that's so fun okay that's so that's a cozy mystery that's a cozy mystery hey mm-hmm. i'm gonna like cozy mysteries i'm gonna yeah. start reading them nice nice yeah yeah and i guess the other one like the main other one would be like a police procedural where it's usually a detective and they go through all the technicals of solving a crime in the police department okay like the bosch series right. the prey series is like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. yeah Gotta give me a little room here, Sarge. Right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like like any TV cop drama. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I like TV cop dramas too, though. They have, they, they listed five on the one article that I read. So like the whodunits is also, a, and it's, it's similar to a cozy mystery because they're more lighthearted and funny, but they have, but they're, they're also have a bit of the hard boiled mm-hmm. to it too so it's like usually a grizzled detective but it's like sort of campy and fun and light no, but what is it? do you have an example it's, for that um, those ones are on my list this one the, this article only gave clue clue the movie as a, okay. as a whodunit <laughs> so one of my favorites that's on my list mm-hmm. is the cat who series okay mm. those are whodunits okay because it's it's this retired police detective mm-hmm. yeah. who went to the small tiny town to get away from big city life mm-hmm. he's this old gentleman he inherited his great aunt's siamese cats mm. and he's taking care of her estate in this tiny town where stuff like this just doesn't happen doesn't happen and then there starts like this crime spree starts and he ends up getting roped into solving all this stuff but he's constantly like i'm retired i'm not supposed to be doing that right <laughs> and he solves <laughs> mysteries with the help of the siamese cats as one does as one does mm-hmm. They, they never like the cats don't actively help him solve mysteries, don't but ruin they'll it for like me. no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. It's great though, but but it is it's that hard boiled, but also just real campy. Gotcha, yeah, and they're hilarious, mm-hmm. and I love them. On a real note, I thought from the titles of those books that the cats helped somehow. So the right. cats, the cats end up yeah. like. The, they help him in that they like do little sh- like cat shenanigans stuff, and it sparks a memory, or it does something where he's like, "Oh, oh. like they'll knock over a, a thing of pencils, and they're like, oh, that's how pencils roll.' Yeah, I solved it. <laughs> yeah, right, I got yeah. it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go move on to our recommendations. Okay. Because so. I want to hear your guys's. I'm curious because I think mine will be very different from yours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I'll start this okay. time, I think. Yeah. Okay. So I am going to recommend Guards, Guards by Terry Pratchett. Okay. It's in the Discworld series? It's in the Discworld series. It's, you know, Vim, it would it, be a hard-boiled detective story, but in a fantasy world. Really? Yes. Huh. Mm-hmm. I love the Discworld series for that. Or I guess maybe it's more like a whodunit, because mm-hmm. he's, he's like hard-boiled, grizzled old, like, I'm getting too old for this, but 
then he, you know, his but then side Discworld kick, happens. But then Discworld happens exactly. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that Guards Guards was like a mystery like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. So it, I was. I really, really wanted to read a mystery novel, which because I almost never do want to read. I, I just rarely read them, and but I was trying to find a a, a book for the book club. Mm-hmm. That would be like a mystery, but also a fantasy, because that's what we we usually do: fantasy, sci-fi in the book club. And that was one of the ones that kept coming up as recommendations. So we read it for the book club, and it was really good. And whose storyline is that? Who's the main character? Uh, Vim's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Ah, I didn't. I, I'm so happy that that's there. <laughs> See, I'm glad. Yeah. And then meddling kids. By Edgar uh, oh. Cantero. Oh, I want to read. That. Yeah, that one's on my list of to yeah. be read stuff. That's like uh, the hard boiled Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's basically like a horror version of Scooby Doo. Ah. It's like actual like, and it's actual paranormal stuff and and stuff not not uh. like a guy in a mask. <laughs> so aliens. So aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jones is all things. Uh, I put this one called Sign of the Eagle by Jess Stephen Hughes, which is actually, she's, she, he, I can't remember, uh, is a, actually a local author. I, I picked it up uh, from our, lo- from the local author section at Hastings when it was still <laughs> open. But it, and that one I was not entirely sure if I should put on this because it's more like a political thriller intrigue type one, but she's also trying to find her missing husband in, in the book. So uh, that one was really interesting and it's set. So it's, actually a historical novel also because it's titus from ancient europe from ancient rome okay it's based it's his wife's perspective interesting and him going missing what's that called again it's called the sign of the eagle Uh, i like it yeah no i want to read that too Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) oh my one of my all-time favorites is a book called bimbos of the death sun <laughs> All right, can you say that again one more time? I just want to hear you say it again. It's called Bimbos of the Death Sun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it's a, it's a, I think it would probably fall under a cozy mystery because it's a, an amateur detective that is solving a crime at a Comic Con. Uh, that so, sounds great. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Who, who wrote that? <laughs> the author is Sharon, Sharon McCrum. Okay. She writes a, a lot of mysteries and this is, she was trying to, she was toying with the idea of writing something that was sci-fi or fantasy, but she couldn't really get into the genre, so she just based it around nerds instead. <laughs> like, I, lo- I like it. <laughs> that's a that's a like a rich pool for characters, right? Yeah, yeah. So the main character who is also investigating the murder is a scientist who couldn't get his scientific paper published in like any scientific journals, so he turned it into a dime store novel, like mm-hmm. paperback called bimbos of the death sun because he's like as the sun ages he thinks that it's going to start turning people stupid or i don't whatever his Ah. scientific paper was about uh and then they you know tweaked some of his work and they turned it into this dime store novel and so he's at a comic-con signing books for all the nerds that like his bimbos of the death sun book and you know, a lot of the, like, TV show, like, TV mysteries, like Monk, and, you know, mm-hmm. they all eventually end up at a Comic-Con. Yeah. 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 That's you, like a trope. You've got to. You've got yeah. to go to Comic-Con one time. <laughs> and and somebody has to pretend to be a nerd, or the nerd in the group has to step has up to, and be the yeah, nerd. Like, yeah. be, like, they have to be, like, ultra super excited about it. <laughs> yeah. I like so, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to read that. My my favorite is yeah. the psych episode when they go to Comic Con and they yep. get to meet yeah. George Takei. <laughs> <laughs> and so that one is actually part of, part of a duology. So the first one is called Bimbos of the Death Sun, and the second one is called Zombies of the Gene Pool. 
yeah, I, I picked it up in a because because I, I saw a book on the shelf called Bimbos and Zombies, <laughs> and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, so I would just I, put that right in my basket. I just, just picked it up and grabbed it and read and started reading it, and it was the both books combined in one one like book. Oh, and so and it was really it was they were just funny. Yeah, that's Ooh, fantastic. <laughs> Then the last one is Kinsey Mahoney series by Sue Grafton. It's like the A is for alibi, B is for burglar. Those ones I like. I, I I haven't read all of them, but I've read like the first, I think four. Yeah, I've read I've read a, the first. I think I read up to like G or something yeah. so far, but like yeah, I, yeah, I haven't finished it all. Those ones are those <laughs> ones are pretty good. They, yeah, I yeah. like them a lot. I haven't started yeah. them at all. What's the premise? Or... So she's a she's a private investigator, mm. and so she usually just gets hired for some other innocuous reason, like you know, here's why my you know my cheating husband or something like that, and it usually ends up being a murder at some point that she has to solve as well. Or okay, she, she gets tied, like she gets pulled into gets pulled like into. big crime. She starts out with like. Because she's oh, just like insurance I'm, fraud or yeah. like cheating husbands or whatever. But, but it's then, part of like a Russian mob. It's part yeah, of yeah. The, the tangled <laughs> web that we weave. Exactly. <laughs> but the underworld yeah. that is is in every town that this kind of stuff never yeah. happens. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go or do you want that, me to go? I, I can. Uh, I don't have many because I, I realized that I don't read a ton of mystery books. So mm-hmm. the Sue Grafton books were part of my like, no. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've read those. Those yeah, are pretty, yeah. those are pretty, pretty decent. Why don't you read a ton of mystery? I think it's just not been a genre that I've picked up books for. Like, every time I find a mystery novel that I'm like, ooh, I really want to read this, it's always, but I don't have money right now. So I'll totally remember to pick it up later. Yeah. (laughs) And I I just never do. And I I really like fantasy. So I, I read a lot more fantasy. So two of the ones that are on my list, I think, are more urban fantasy than they are actual mystery. But they have mystery elements in them. um, And that's the Dresden Files. Mm. and the Nightside series by Simon R. Green. Mm, You Um, love that series. I love that series. But he (laughs) is a hard-boiled detective, basically. Like, that's that's his thing. He's like the the detective noir with his trench coat, and Mm -hmm. he solves Mm -hmm. mysteries, but they're all paranormal-related mysteries. And he always ends up getting roped into bigger things than he actually went out to start investigating. But stuff like that never happens in this town. No, stuff like stuff like that definitely happens where he's from. <laughs> he lives in that town. But he lives in this place called the Nightside, which is the paranormal version of London. Okay, like it's okay. it's the other world of London, basically, and it's filled with monsters. So stuff okay. like that happens all the time. Oh, all right, <laughs> all, all right. The time. So he lives in Old Town, but yeah. haunted. Spooky. Yeah, but it, but it's like it, the the way they describe it is like. It's the underbelly of London, but it's like a half a step out of reality. Mm-hmm. So, like, normal people can't get to it. You have to know how to get to the night side okay. to actually get to it. Through platform nine and a half. Basically. Right. Yeah. Nine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not nine and three quarters. You don't want to go to Hogwarts. No. It's nine and a half. Yeah. Yes, yes. Nine and one quarters. <laughs> takes, you- <laughs> it uh, takes you to where Indiana Jones lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now I have Indiana Jones on my list. Uh, Agatha Christie, just really super classic mysteries. Like you can't go wrong with Agatha Christie. And then the Cat Who series, because I I just I love those. They're they're like I said, they're the small little dime store, easy to read. Pulp. Pulp, yeah. Yeah. Just bite-sized novels that you can just tear through. Nice. And I adore them. I need Um, to try those. And I've never read Agatha Christie either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I it is a lot. Just like Murder, She Wrote. Mm-hmm. Oh. To me. Okay. It's very similar in that kind of, it's it's mystery, but it's not too serious. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I like Agatha Christie mm-hmm. a lot. I always thought yeah. it was really serious. Some of it is, but I don't know. It's hard to describe Agatha Christie because it's older mm-hmm. history. Right, and yeah. 
So, like, a part of it is, like, trying to be really serious, but mm-hmm. you're reading it in modern days, so sometimes it's just not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Leo Leo would definitely recommend Agatha Christie, as I was talking about her, the episode with her, and she really likes Agatha Christie. Yeah. Mystery novel, so. I really do want to read some more of the cozy mysteries. Mm-hmm. I, I want to. We have that Tea House series, oh, like, yeah. where everything's mm-hmm. related to tea, like, death and Darjeeling and mm, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. I really <laughs> want to read those. <laughs> and the well. Baking ones because yeah, they always have recipes yes, in the back of the, the book, and I want to read those. That sounds super fun. <laughs> I enjoy the ones with the shtick too, because there's one that's set at like a yarn store, and at the end of every book, there's a little crochet project that oh, you yeah. can do. Or whatever. <laughs> like, that is such a like cute. a. It sounds like a very set world. Right. That's nice, right? Like there are rules. Like if you. If you make a baking mystery, you've mm-hmm. got to talk, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like Little it. activities. Mm-hmm. It brings it actually into your life, right? You read a book and now you have a scarf. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there was one that a customer asked me to look up that's called like the garage sale mysteries. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it's, it literally is just this lady who, it, it's a cozy mystery. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, nothing like this happens in this town, except there's 13 of these books. Yeah. So clearly <laughs> things do, but they're... They're all based around, like, estate sales and yard sales oh, and stuff okay. like that. Okay. Like, she runs into mysteries while she's shopping for stuff for her <laughs> antique store. Out of all the things, I want to read that Amazing. one the most. Amazing. Right. Because I'm a, I'm a thrift store shopper, nice. a antique shopper, right? <laughs> yeah. That was part of, like, the way I made money for a long time is nice. finding stuff to resell. Oh, I want to read that so many. <laughs> yeah. mm. But, yeah, th- those, are, those are mine. So mine are going to be different yeah. than your guys'. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, variety i I love the i like crime i so the books my favorite series some of my favorite series like uh, the iq series i've talked about Mm -hmm. it a few times that is technically a mystery it's crime and mystery right iq isaiah quintanabe is his name and Mm -hmm. he's a amateur detective who Mm -hmm. works in uh, like los angeles in the harder Mm -hmm. parts of los angeles it's kind of hard-boiled he's over everything right he suffered some trauma and it's action packed. It's it's cool. it's great, but it is. I like hard boy. I like the antihero. Right? right, doesn't mm-hmm. always do things the right way. Right, he's a he's an amateur detective. He will break into your house. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Does doesn't wear gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He Touch, a, touches everything. He doesn't. He doesn't care. He gets paid yeah. in chicken sometimes. Right, right. Like he gets paid in food from the neighborhood. It's just a. I like it. The Longmire series mm, okay. is. They're called the Longmire mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you know who's doing it sometimes, and right. sometimes you don't. It's and and there are aspects of like spirituality, Native American spirituality, oh, and stuff. So okay. it, it has some of the magic in it. Mm-hmm. It people I people don't probably expect that, but it is part of like the whole running point of the book is that he's okay. connected spiritually to, you know, some ancestors and stuff. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's neat. I've been interested in that series and that makes me even more interested. <laughs> it's, it's really good. He's a really grizzled guy, but he's one of those very grizzled, super kind men, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I... I was I grew up on like with a lot of farmers in my mm-hmm. life, and some of those guys are like that. They're super grizzled. They're super hardworking. You know, they're missing the tips of their fingers and limping. Right, and, right. And they are the most kind, you know, mm-hmm. loving people down in to the earth world. people. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and Longmire really captures that loving and having. Also, he also suffered trauma. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I think everybody on in all of my series have suffered trauma somehow. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should look at myself. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, fiction is how we address things in ourselves. It's, yeah, that's neat. I I hadn't thought about that before. The next guy is Jack Reacher. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. That perpetual sufferer <laughs> of trauma. Uh, Reacher solves mysteries. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, I mean, we've made this joke before. Mm-hmm. Reacher solves mysteries by breaking legs. Right. So we yeah. categorize him as action or thriller a right. lot. Yeah. But he goes through and you don't know who's done it mm-hmm. until the end sometimes. Sometimes oh, okay. you, you know pretty early. It's, it's so the Reacher series and then the Bosch series. Same, same type of guy. Geez, I read all of the same books. <laughs> And then there's the Prey series as well. Mm-hmm. The Prey series has a different twist on it because he's procedural. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. he's also a game developer. Interesting. Uh, he developed, he's like a, a hyper genius cop mm. who loves solving crimes, gets bored, but, and also like develops games. Hmm. And it's really interesting because at the start of the series, it's in, I think, the late 80s. Mm-hmm. And so he's developing these basic computer games. And mm-hmm. I think he starts in board games, actually. Oh, okay. And then it progresses into computer games, compresses, or, Progresses into like VR and it's really, it's interesting to see that, but that's not the point of it. That's just like to show off how much smarter he's getting. Right. (laughs) A vehicle for him to grow. And and the fact that he's adapting to the times instead of being stuck and like, no, I'm just going to keep making board games. They were good enough for. Yeah. Yeah. He's an adaptive person. The the series is kind of weirdly adaptive because Mm -hmm. it. When it gets to the end of like his story, it jumps to one of the detectives he's been working with, mm. and they, um, Virgil Flowers, the Flowers books, take off after that. It's mm. a it's an interesting way to deal with it. <laughs> I, I love the series. That is the one series though that I nitpick the most. They give you directions everywhere. Right. right. Like I don't. I know yeah. St. Louis more than I ever need to. I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> I know all there. of the street names. Right? Yeah. See, and that's that's what I love about books that like stick a city map in the front of the book, and then they just they don't. They're just like, oh yeah, they headed to this location, yeah, yeah. and then you can just be like, I don't understand where that is relative to anything, and open the map and be like, now I understand. Mm-hmm. I didn't need you to give me thirty-two point directions <laughs> to get there. I just needed a map. Yeah. Th- thirty-two point that's- sounds on point for the. For the- <laughs> That, that series. That, and then he turned left on Maple Street. <laughs> and then two blocks later, he yeah. took a right onto, I don't know. And then, exactly and then looking the, left, he um, saw this building. And then looking to his right while taking this right, he saw this causeway. It's why? And there was a pedestrian jaywalking across the street. And he almost hit them. <laughs> and he does almost hit them all the time. Because he drives too fast. Come on, I, look, it's I don't together. even need to read this book. Yeah. I know exactly, know exactly what it is. That's, yeah. that's exactly how the Millennium Trilogy by um, Stieg Larson. Because I love the Millennium Trail, which I probably should have put that on my list. I just realized it, it's kind of a mystery. Is it but mystery? It's, it's a little bit more of like a thriller, but it, it's kind of a mystery. Yeah. Because they're, they're trying to find a missing person. So he does that a lot too, where he gives like very specific directions. But it's, it's set in Sweden and all the street names are in Swedish. And I don't mm. know where I am or why you're telling me this. But yet I love everything about that series so much, even though I nitpick like <laughs> Yeah. Like, why did you give me directions I know to the it's... courthouse? I don't need to go to the courthouse. The uh... <laughs> But if you're ever in Sweden and you need to go to the courthouse, you know how I to know. go to the courthouse. That is my problem with the first Bond book. Is yeah. they're like they just they talk about all these French streets mm-hmm. and I don't need to know this. <laughs> I and think... I don't understand the words you're using. Yeah. I think a lot of times the authors are just like, look at how much knowledge I have about this location that I've never actually been to. I'm going to tell you all oh, about thanks. this this place to prove to you that I know where my characters are. It was yep. impressive before Google Maps. <laughs> now <Exactly>. stop it. <laughs> if I need to figure it out, I'll Google Map that bad boy. So I'll do my upcoming because okay, my, yeah, be easy. Yeah. my upcoming is just more Reacher. Mm-hmm. I love okay. the Reacher books and so I'm trickling them in. Because mm-hmm. I, like with the Bosch series, I read the Bosch series in a few months. 
And I think I read like 24 books, um, just ran through them. And that kind of made me sad to be done with it. And when I hit that point, because I I buy paperbacks, I don't have the money to buy a hardback Mm -hmm. for every series I read. Every time they come out, I just, I I don't make that much money. I I love hardcovers, but they are expensive. expensive. Yeah. And I, and I read, I mean, if I go through a book a day, you know, you're spending 20, 30 bucks a day right. if you're reading hardbacks. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. what is that, $140 week? Right, right. No, I don't I don't need a $140 <laughs> habit of any kind. <laughs> right. And so I wait for them to come out. So I'll hit the end of a series mm-hmm. like that that comes out on paperback. And then I'll probably read two hardbacks, you know, just to right. get caught up. And then if I have to wait, and then I have to wait to buy an expensive book, I just will wait. I'll wait five or six years yeah. and wait for yeah. a bunch to come out and then mm-hmm. and then read the paperbacks. Um, I did that with the Prey series, too. I read to the end and then had to stop. And then I haven't gone back yet. And I didn't want to do that with the Reacher series Mm -hmm. because I already burned through you know, i mean those two series combined are like 60 bucks nice. i i have like the the adhd brain thing where i'll read to the end of a series and then they're like oh there's more books coming out and i i won't actively remember to pick them up when they come out and so i'll just forget about them for like mm. seven mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. and then i'll be like oh that i loved that series i should go watch it <laughs> and then there's a dozen books and there's a dozen more books for me to read start it all over again and the IQ series is new. That's another one that I'm I'm waiting for new books to come out. I love that series. I I'm predicting that that series will become a big thing. Nice. Um, I've never, you know, with Bosch and and Reacher, I didn't get to be there for the start of it. I wasn't. I just didn't find them until there was ten or fifteen or twenty books. Right. And I found IQ when there was one book. And I'm I'm really excited about like being on the ground floor because I think right. it's good. Yeah, I think it's going to turn out it's nicely. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I hope there are thirty or forty. Because they're so good. Okay. I totally forgot to do a to-be-read for mysteries. Mm. (laughs) But there is another um, Edgar Cantero book that I was interested in reading that's called This Body's Not Big Enough for the Both of Us. Mm. I, because I am an identical twin, and I have have a very strong pull for if if some some book has twins in it, I'll pretty much read it. Yeah. Like, (laughs) if the main characters are twins, I'll probably read it. And so... That's what this one is. It's, and one of them is a private investigator and one of them's a scientist, but they share the same body. So like they're constantly fighting. It's like they turn like they just, I don't know. They so swap so, so they're like they're identical like, twins, but also like, but also multiple like DID. Per- kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's about all super I can interesting. From, yeah. From the description. So I don't really know what's going on, oh. but it sounds really interesting. So I'm imagining like the host. But solving crime. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Private investigator scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Solving crime. Solving crime. One like body. It. One yeah. body. Two and minds. There's, and there's mm-hmm. like a ton of, there's like smoking <laughs> guns and cigarettes all over the front cover. So, you, you know, it's got to be good. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't solve a crime right without smoking, without some smoking cigarettes. cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> the nicotine helps your brain go faster. Mm-hmm. Oh that, that was probably oh a real Please advertisement science. in the 40s. Science. <laughs> you want to solve mysteries? Smoke hands. <laughs> you can solve Turkish mysteries. They just, put, they just put a detective hat on top of the camel's head. Yeah. The camel. oh, I think they Please did at one point. I think that Joe Camel had a detective hat. Oh, they were being oh subtle, God. but they won me over. I'm so glad I don't smoke anymore. Please don't smoke. <laughs> 
Yeah, please um, don't. Please stop right now. <laughs> please don't smoke. Please wear a helmet when you're riding a motorcycle. Please wear your seatbelt. Just wear your helmet if you're operating any kind of motor vehicle, even if it's a skateboard. Please wear your helmet. Your brain is very important. Mm-hmm. It is very important. It's one of the most important <laughs> It's It's much more important than looking cool. Yes. If you don't have a brain, you can't read books. If you don't have exactly. a brain, you can't use your skateboard anymore. Ah, it's true. True. All right, Hannah, do you have any to be read for mysteries? So I, I'm thinking about picking up that, that Death and Darjeeling mm, if we gotcha, have the yeah. first book. Because I, I like doing all of this, like reading through mm. this, it was like all week making me think about that book. Oh, I was like, I really want to nice. read that. I don't know if we have the first book in the series. Mm. Okay. If we don't, we should order them. Yeah. Yes. And I will take one as well. Yes. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I have I have been just wanting to read a cozy something. Mm-hmm. Like something just like kind of bubblegum yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Good comfort yeah. food. And I was like, mm-hmm. that would that sounds like it would That's be fun. fun. I need some pulp. Good one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes me want there's a series, uh the first one's called Death on Tap. And it's actually set up in Leavenworth, Washington, Ooh. and it's a and she's a brewer. Well, maybe I want to read that one instead. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Sarah. <laughs> do we want to do plot points? Yeah, you, Help us you said to remember you talked the title? to Sarah, uh, or not Sarah, to Aaron. Yeah. So what booker are we asking our listeners to help us find? Okay, so uh, we talked to Aaron, and mm-hmm. I talked to Aaron, mm-hmm. and she had a book. Uh, she was in fifth grade, and her teacher read it to her. Mm. And it's a book about a woman who wanted a kid, um, but couldn't conceive. And she somehow meets a fairy, and she thinks that, like, she somehow met this fairy in a garden and did that fairy a kindness, you know, okay. pulling the thorn mm. from the lion's paw or whatever. Sure, okay. And the fairy um, grants her a daughter, and the daughter has a swath, is it swath or swatch of blue hair? Mm. Um, I don't know which word that is, but they have a little patch of blue hair. Okay. okay. And if you pluck one of the hairs, you can have a wish granted. Hmm. And that's all we know. Huh. But, wow. uh, yeah, the, a fairy grants a woman a daughter. The daughter has a patch of blue hair. If you pull one of the blue hairs, you can grant a wish. What hmm. happens when you pull all of the blue hairs? Uh, that's probably an important part of the that's book. That's probably right? really important. What do people find out about it? You know, there's a, right. there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is, that's the book. And it was read to a fifth grade class, so it's probably... A, a children's book or yeah, some right, sort? Yeah. Some some maybe maybe almost children's, almost YA like almost in the middle, like you know, that chapter book. That, yeah, chapter in, book. In reader or something like that. Huh. Yeah. And that's our book. Okay. That sounds please really help us interesting. Find yeah, please. Yeah. Help us find if, if you if you know if you know the book that we are asking about in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> please call the number. Please call the number on the screen below. Actually, we don't have a screen, but hey, if you go to our link tree down in the description of this video, you can get to our Facebook page and you can tell us on Facebook mm-hmm. what this book is. Thank you for yeah. your assistance, yes. ear viewers. Ear viewers, thank ear you. Viewers. <laughs> All right. Um, what about book club, Sarah? So we have kind of decided to put book club on pause because we aren't getting a lot of interaction on the facebook page and uh, since we're so close to reopening we might just go ahead and put it on pause until we're able to meet in person because okay that seems like what most of everybody on on the line wants to do is to meet on in person so okay and we're almost so. there we're, we're, we're almost so there, right? close yeah. we're weeks away right I think. Yeah. like i mean for the state right mm-hmm. and yeah, i don't yeah. I don't know how, how adventurous we are, is going. right yeah. months away. <laughs> yeah. So if you are currently part of the book club, we uh, we were currently reading Magic for Liars, uh, which also is a mystery novel. It's so good. I'm in the middle of it right Ooh. now, <laughs> but it's it's and it has twins as the 
as the protagonists. Oh, nice. what a weird coincidence. One of them has, is magic, and one of them does not have magic powers, but the, ma- the one without magic powers is a PI, and she's trying to solve a murder. That Which happened. one would you want to be? The one with magic powers or the PI? Mm, I don't know, honestly. Uh, I feel like, I mean, I would probably want magic powers, most likely. I yeah. That seems cool. Leah can go solve crimes. <laughs> yeah, Leah Got can here, go Leah. solve crimes. I want to go do some detective work <laughs> while I summon demons. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, summon demons to solve crimes. If I mean, how else? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, if you're if you are a member of the book club, we're gonna keep that one basically as our currently reading, and we will discuss it as well as devolution at the next the next time we are able to meet in person. Okay. So cool. I have a question about summoning demons to solve crime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So demons, right, are mm-hmm. religious based. Yeah. But if you summon them, is that still magic? It depends on who that... you ask. <laughs> because if you ask the church, the church, the church, the answer is yes. Right. You're a witch. You're right. a witch. But they wouldn't call their religion magic. Or this part's going to get cut, isn't no. it? No. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah>, <laughs> This part is going to get cut. <laughs> what are you currently reading? What are you currently reading? And on another episode of Justin this, Goes Too Far. Hey, hey, Justin, when we get the underground files back up and running, you should just come talk to us on the underground files about demons about and demons. magic. Okay. And then we can talk about this at length. Okay, okay, uh, let's do that. All right. Please help us find that book. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, I am currently reading Magic for Liars, (laughs) as well as a book called The Ghost Tree by Christina Henry. Ooh, you were talking about that one before. It sounds super cool. It sounds, it's really good. And the only reason I'm, is because I started reading the book club book, and then I haven't finished this ghost tree yet. So, but it's really good. And um, yeah, there's some, something dark entity is living in the forest of this small town and it's creepy creepy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i like it i'm liking it what about you justin i got i hopped back into the veronica mars book um which is a mystery Mm -hmm. which is she's veronica mars is a private detective now at this point but she's hard-boiled okay it's pretty neat it's like a hard-boiled high school I, I heard I heard snippets of the audiobook while I was editing the podcast the other day, and I like had a really hard time not just pausing what I was doing and just like <laughs> listening. I was like, "Stop it! I have to work." Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, and 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 Kristen Bell's reading it, so it's oh, cool. just dead on Veronica Mars. Uh, love it. Um, and she does a great job of voice acting as well as regular acting, yeah. but nice. It's really nice, Very and good. so mystery as well. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hannah. <laughs> I am not reading anything currently because I downloaded Mass Effect Legendary Edition uh. and I have been playing Mass Effect nonstop on all of my free time. How does that work? Not reading. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm reading the text that's in the game when I find things that I need to read about. It's technically a mystery. I was novel. just going to ask. Te- it's technically a mystery game because I'm trying to figure out how to stop the Reapers from destroying the galaxy. Oh, those you know. Reapers. There you go. There hey, you there go. you go. Mm. Uh, not reading anything. Not reading. Playing anything. Mass Effect 100% okay. of the time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I don't have the attention span to be able to like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to read for an hour and then I'm going to go play my game for an hour. I, I either have to read or I do that. I don't, yeah. I don't have the self-control <laughs> to not. 
good storytelling is good storytelling. Good storytelling is good, and it's interactive Ooh, storytelling. That's so true. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. That would be a good. That'd be something awesome to discuss sometime. Like the the stories that are like written into video games, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. is that more cinematic, or is that you know mm-hmm. where does that lie? And where I does, I right. do feel like when I play games like that, that I have a super heavy mm-hmm. story element. I do a ton of reading because any any information that I pick up, like any journals or archives mm-hmm. or history that I pick up, I sit and read them all. Right. Like mm-hmm. I know a lot about the lore of the mm-hmm. world that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of my time reading when I'm playing those <laughs> games. <laughs> just like sitting there for like 20 minutes, like scrolling through this long history of why this planet is the way it is. Mm. I know they have a lot. Like, I skip all of it. I, I hate story in games I play. Mm. I, I just, play for story. I uh, play on narrative mode half of the time because I just like the story and I don't like the combat. I mm. never want that. I <laughs> only want to be hitting stuff with my sword. <laughs> and I want gold to come out of whatever I'm hitting so I can gold. buy a better sword. That's, that's a whole point of yeah. all of it. <laughs> and I, sometimes I want like rare stuff to pop out of whatever I'm hitting with my sword too. That's, yeah. I'm, I mean, a, I'm a loot monster. <laughs> I mean, in in the second game, my favorite part is getting to Sparta kick a guy out a window. I mean, that's I mean, pretty fun. In mm. space? I mean, you're on a planet, technically, but you're also on, like, the hundredth floor of a building. Huh. So, I mean... Is he okay, you think? Is he okay? <laughs> Does he make it? I mean... <laughs> I'm just hoping there's some gravity there. Oh, no, no there is definitely all. gravity. So is it more of a planetary romance or a space opera? Space opera. Space opera. There there can be a little bit of romance involved in it, but it's definitely more of a space opera. What's a good example of a planetary romance? Well, planetary romances are when it's like set on an alien world. So like the Cinder, the Lunar series. Yeah. Lunar Chronicles? Okay. That would be planetary romance? Planetary romance, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're usually at least some form of campy something to it a little bit also usually because because mass yeah. effect isn't located on one planet either you travel so the entire galaxy for that game more on space travel it would be a space opera so. space opera yeah yeah nerds <laughs> <laughs> look we're tying it back to past episodes i think that we'll end our our episode here then thanks for listening and we'll see you next time thank you so much awesome You've been listening to The Word Warren on AU Radio Podcast Network. If you're interested in any of the titles from today's episode, you can check out the link tree in the description to visit Adventure Underground at their online store or their virtual storefronts hosted by bookshop.org and libro.fm. Physical, digital, or audio, Adventures Underground has you covered. If you'd like to contact the show, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just check out that link tree in the description. Or you can email the show at podcast at advunderground.com. You can also support this show and all the awesome shows on AU Radio that you love by becoming a patron of the AU Radio Podcast Network. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash advunderground. For as little as $1 a month, you can help us continue to create these shows and soon many more. You've been listening to the AU Radio Podcast Network. Music is provided by CubbyPurplePlanet.com and BenSound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio is a production of Adventures Underground. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.